Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And shout out to Roger Sierra. He's not with us this week, but we're praying for you, buddy. Hopefully everything, hopefully you'll be back soon on the program. That being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to discuss week four predictions for the 2021-2022 NFL season. But before we get into that, we're going to go over week three. Week three was kind of an interesting week. Uh, there were some upsets that we weren't expecting. Uh, well, there was one that I suspected, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but first, we'll let's, let's kick it off with Thursday night. Uh, Carolina Panthers beating the Houston Texans 24-9. to um, Chip, what is your initial thoughts about this game? I, I mean, I, I figured this was going to happen. Um, they, they started um, – why I'm drawing a complete blank right now. Um, Davis Mills. Yeah, they started Davis Mills because Tyrod Taylor uh, is injured. They had to place him on the uh, the IR for a hamstring. He's going to be out uh, three to four weeks minimum because of that. Uh, and the the team just doesn't with with Davis Mills under center. They're they're not gelling well. Uh, right. You know they can't. They, they can't produce. Was, uh, right. Yeah. I mean. Well. I mean. Davis Mills did do a good enough job. You know, 168 yards and a touchdown. So he was serviceable. But man, that running game did not come together. Man, Mark Ingram only had 21 yards. David Woods had. You no, know, David Johnson. I'm sorry. Had only 11 yards. Philip Lindsay had five. Right. Uh, now on the flip side, um, the Panthers right now. In the NFL, they have the number one rush defense and the number one passing defense. So when you have a, a team that's in shambles like the Texans are, go up against a, a team that's number one on both sides, you know, on rushing and passing defense, it's going to be hard to produce anything. And then you have um, Sam Darnold out there showing everybody why he is that good and just, you know, making plays that he wasn't ever able to make in um, with the Jets. Right. He definitely – he was the star of the game, in my opinion, Sam Darnold was. He threw for 304 yards, no passing touchdowns, but – he had two rushing touchdowns, like two little sneaky touchdowns, you know. Exactly. Uh, you know, DJ Moore had eight receptions and 126 yards. Um, you know, they 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 didn't look like now the only the only drawbacks that Sam Darnold did have two fumbles. He didn't lose them, but he definitely had two fumbles. Um, but yeah, the, the defense definitely stepped up when they needed to. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of good back there was a good back and forth for a minute. There was touchdown, touchdown, and then the third quarter was all um, uh, I'm sorry. The second, the second half was all Carolina scoring 17 points in the second half. Exactly. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Interestingly enough, it says this was the first game in Panthers history in which a quarterback and tight end had a rushing touchdown in the same game. So there yeah. you go. Interesting little tidbit for you guys. Yeah. So uh, um, yes, Carolina three and zero. So I mean. <laughs> Are you surprised that Carolina's three and zero at this point? I, I'm a little surprised that Carolina's three and zero at this point, um, but it's just showing that what what happens when you have a, a, a pretty good quarterback uh, and you got you know Christian McCaffrey back. He's doing well. Uh, 
you know the, it like the whole team is really gelling together kind of like they did in cam newton's first few years right you know they're they're just clicking on all cylinders right now absolutely so. And uh, so with that being said, we're going to move on to the next game. Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts, 25-16 to 16 with the Titans with the win. Um, my God, I, like the Colts right now were not the Colts team that we thought they were going to be. Carson Wentz only 194 yards, um, you know, no touchdowns. Um, the rushing attack was okay. Jonathan Taylor had 64 yards. Uh, Naheem Hines had 25 yards and a touchdown, but – no help whatsoever from the, you know, like the only good player on the defense was uh, Julian Blackman had 11 tackles, um, you know, had a couple of good plays, you know, here and there. But man, that, you know, and Ryan Tannehill, man, 100, 100, only 197 yards, but three touchdowns. He did throw two picks. So, but Derrick Henry, 113 yards on, on 28 carries, definitely put in that work which kind of goes back to what we had talked about previously when when the running game is working and Derrick Henry is firing on all cylinders the Titans are hard to stop. Exactly. How are your feelings about, how are your feelings on this game? Uh I mean uh, you know I, I figured that the Titans were going to win um I actually thought that it was going to be more of a win. I right. thought they were going to score more points, if that makes sense. No, uh, just just because Indy is in shambles, Carson Wentz is he's injured. He's playing hurt. Uh, you know, prior to this game, he was in two boots and and rolling around the uh, the stadium, not even practicing. Uh, he right. was rolling around on a scooter. You know, so uh, I mean, he obviously healed enough to be able to play in this game. But how yeah. how long is he going to be able to do that? And their their actual best quarterback is on IR right now, uh, with with a knee injury with Sam Ellinger, right? Uh, you know, I mean, he's the best quarterback the Colts have on the roster right now. Uh, Jacob Eason, he's serviceable, but I mean, if when. Uh, we'll just say when Carson Wentz does go down, they're going to have to sign somebody because Jacob Eason isn't going to be able to do anything. And that's no offense to Jacob Eason, but we've seen it, you know. Right. And I mean, uh, there's and there's still some there's there's still quarterbacks out there that you know who are free agents that could, you know, could use a you know could use a, a second chance at life in the NFL. This could be you know their opportunity. Um, but we're going to move on from this game to the very next one. And it's a game that was kind of a toss-up. Like, it was a legit – I legit, you know, flipped a coin on it just to see who would win. Um, right. And it was the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the New York uh, Giants. 17-14 uh, final with the Falcons taking the win, their first win of the year. Um, and this game, let me be honest, kind of a, kind of an ugly game. I mean, it was uh, – Matt kind Ryan of had – it was an ugly game. Matt Ryan, you know, 243 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, one to um, Olame Zacharias. I want to say I'm saying that name correctly. Please forgive me if that, if I'm not. Sounds um, good to me. Yeah. Uh, see, Calvin I mean, Calvin Ridley had, you know, eight receptions and, you know, 61 yards. Kyle Pitts didn't really have that good of a showing, to, you know, only two receptions and 35 yards. Um, and then Matt Ryan also lost a fumble. So this was, again, this was one of those games where it relied a lot on defense. You know, uh, you know, Grady Jarrett had a sack. Dante Fowler Jr. had a sack. 
Um, and then you go to the Giants and, you know, Daniel Jones, 166 yards. Saquon Barkley with his first touchdown of the year. Um, it's his first what, touchdown after, since 2019. Right. Well, I mean, injury. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I kind of blame that, you know. Well, yeah. uh, but, you know, still ran 51 yards. Uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, was back in the lineup. Um, 64 yards reception on four, 64 yards on four receptions. Uh, Colin Johnson with five receptions, 51 yards. Saquon Barkley chipped in uh, with his own. Uh, with six receptions and 43 yards. So they were definitely, um, you know, but, you know, Evan Ingram had the, had the, had the fumble. So that was definitely uh, something there. Uh, you know, they, they did a decent enough job, but I feel like it, it literally, I think it was just a game of, the, it was literally a luck of the draw kind of game because the Giants scored, you know, two field goals in the first quarter. Um, two field goals in the first half. I'm sorry. The Falcons got that touchdown, you know, then the, then the Giants got that touchdown. Then the Falcons got another touchdown. And then now it, you know, they went back to, um, you know, they had that, had that field go. And, uh, uh, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the kicker for the Falcons? Uh, I, I can't remember that kid's name. Young Hoku. There you go. Yeah. 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 Young Hoku. Yeah. Like that is the coolest name in the NFL right now, uh, but but nah, man. Again, this game was just it, it wasn't a it wasn't a good game. I mean, it was good. I guess it was good from the standpoint to where like you really didn't know who was gonna win, but at the same time, it wasn't like an, it wasn't an exciting game. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes one hundred percent sense. Right. So that being said, let's move on to a game that surprised all of us this week. The Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you believe Chiefs in miracles? Two in a row. Two in a row. You know, and you kind of knew they were in trouble week one when Cleveland almost beat them. Um, but then, you know, they went into uh, – who did they lose to last week? Um, uh, Baltimore. Yeah, they lost to Baltimore, but that was a close game, though. Yeah. This game was actually – I mean, this game was close. Um, it started to get closer because uh, Kansas City were, was able to uh, come back and, uh, you know, get you know up, go up 24-21. to 21, And then um, uh, Viscano kicked the field goal, making it 24-all. And then uh, Justin Herbert uh, throws to Mike Williams for the touchdown close to the end of the game. Um, so yeah, there was definitely, you know, and don't get me wrong, not to say that Pat Mahomes didn't have a bad game. I mean, he was 260 yards and three touchdowns, but he threw two interceptions. Clyde was a had, you know, hundred yards rushing. Travis Kelsey got his numbers, seven receptions for 104 yards. You know, um, uh, Miko Harmon was the one who had the touchdown, um, off 33, uh, yards and three receptions. Clyde was a had a passing touchdown, Jody Forson. Had a touchdown. Uh, Tyreek Hill got his numbers, you know, but not as not a big game like what you're normally used to seeing from Tyreek Hill. Justin Herbert, though, man, 281 yards, but four touchdowns, four touchdowns. Two of them were to Mike. If you have Mike Williams on your fantasy team this week, you guys got a shit ton of points. Seven receptions, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Austin Eckler, six receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Keenan Allen had a touchdown and 50 yards off eight receptions. This game was a little bit more of an exciting game. I think a lot of people, not to mention that uh, Ole Gilman had an interception. Asante Samuel Jr. had an interception. Like, they were hitting on all cylinders, and you have to hit on all cylinders in order to beat 
a team like Kansas City. And this is, I believe, the first time, if I'm reading this correctly, it's a rare losing streak from the standpoint that the Chiefs have lost two straight games in September for the first time since weeks two and three of the 2015 season. Kansas City had won 15 straight September games prior. It's the second longest streak in NFL history in the month of September. So for for, for L.A. to win this game was a really, really big deal. And they did it at Arrowhead. So how are you feeling about this one? Well, I was going to say, it, it, if, if I'm reading this correctly, it's on Forbes uh, magazine, Forbes.com. Uh, it, it's the, the Chiefs, it's the first time they've lost back-to-back home games since 2013. Yeah. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, you, you know what? I thought this was a really good game. Um, you know, uh, I, it was one of those... If, if you were invested in, if you're a Chiefs fan or a Chargers fan, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, nail biters. Right. You, you know, uh, where you you kind of didn't really know who was going to win until you knew who was going to win. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I, was, I was really impressed with the Chargers. I mean, we all know how good the Chiefs are. So to beat the Chiefs is is one thing, but then to beat the Chiefs at home, that's a completely different thing. And you have a young quarterback like Justin Herbert, who was this his second second year in the league? Second year in the league, yeah, yeah. You know, they almost beat Kansas City last year, mm-hmm. uh, and then this was kind of uh, of Herbert's redemption. You know, to go into Arrowhead and beat uh, Kansas City at home. Uh, right. You know, so I, I, the Chargers really showed me something. They could be a team to look out for. I definitely think they're a team. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the, the AFC West right now, you look at all the teams from Kansas City to LA to Vegas to Denver, dude. This division is stacked, and it's going to be really, really interesting how, it, you know, it, 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 this could be an instance where I can literally see a whole division going to the playoffs. Like, if I'm being it's very possible. realistic, I mean, it's very possible with the 17, with, with seven teams going into the playoffs this year instead of six, it's definitely possible. But we'll get into that later on in the season when we talk playoff brackets and stuff. Right. Speaking of which, I am not believing this one. <laughs> the freaking Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 24 to 10 in a game that I think we all had uh Steelers except for Roger. I think Roger was the only one that went with the Bengals, correct? Nope. Uh oh, no, nope. he did. We all had Pittsburgh on this one. We all um, had Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh now if you go back and you look at the game, uh the Steelers were, were kind of falling back into uh, a pattern that they had last season where they were just doing these very short, dumpy passes. The Dinkin' uh, Dunks, yeah. Yeah, uh, because we we know that um, Big Ben, he's, he's dealing with some nagging injuries. Um the O line is very young, and they're not not gelling really good right now. Um, there was a lot of people on the defense that were out, and for whatever reason, 
they just stopped using Najee Harris. Like the the run game was non-existent in this game. The uh, run game was non-existent, but Najee Harris did have 14 receptions for 102 yards receiving. So they utilized him in that the, aspect. Right. Well, because he was the primary receiver on the Dink and Dunks. Right. And then, I mean, the only other player who had decent uh, receiving yards was Chase Claypool with nine receptions and 96 yards. But, yeah, you still have to get a running attack going. You had 45 total yards. Seriously? 45? Right. That's not good. I mean, yeah, Ben got his numbers, 318 and a touchdown, but, man, you threw two interceptions. Two interceptions um, to uh, Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson got both of them. Uh, Shout out to – and also shout out to Von Bell with a forced fumble in the game. Um, I'm always going to shout out Von Bell, you know, originally in the house. Um, But, yeah, Joe Burrow actually had good – I mean, not not a big game as far as yards go. He only had 172 yards, but he had three touchdowns. You know, uh, Joe Mixon had a good one with with 90 yards rushing. You know, uh, Jamar Chase, two touchdowns. 65 yards reception on four, 65 yards on four on four receptions uh, and Tyler uh, Boyd with a touchdown. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, a little interesting fact about Jamar Chase. He's the first um, rookie receiver to have a 30 yard uh, touchdown in his first three games. There you go. So, yeah, that's that's that's, that's over Randy Moss because I mean. <laughs> You know, Randy Moss was I, I, honestly, man. Like the, this, this this young class of receivers that are coming out. Really, the last two draft classes of the receivers were have been just amazing receivers, man. Everybody, from, like you look at last year, you know, C.J. Lamb and Claypool, not Clay, yeah, Claypool and damn Jefferson, and now you got this year, you got you know, uh, Jamar Chase is doing his thing, and you know, uh, you know, Don, you know, uh, Devontae Smith's doing his thing in Philadelphia. Uh, Jalen Waddle's doing good in Miami right now. He's um, doing okay. Doing okay. I won't say great, but he's doing okay. Uh, we just got to you know find a quarterback that's not injury prone. But we'll get to that game in a minute. Um, <laughs> yes, we will. We'll, we'll get to that game in a minute. Uh, but yeah, um, I won't say that I'm shocked that Cincinnati won, but I am saying that I was a little bit surprised um, that they that they pulled it off. I at least expected the Steelers to make it competitive, and they ended up losing by 14. So weren't really that competitive, <laughs> but nevertheless. All right, so we're going to move on from that game to another game that, oh, my God, do Chicago cannot catch a break. Um, so Chicago ends up losing to the Cleveland Browns 26-6. to Chicago scored in the first quarter field goal, the third quarter field goal, and everything else was Cleveland. Everything else with Cleveland. Justin Fields, I, I am embarrassed for six. He had six completions and nine sacks. He six was sacked com- nine times. Six completions for 68 yards. David Montgomery ran for 34 yards. The, their, their lead receiver was Allen Robinson with 27 yards. And my God, man. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the defense did okay. Khalil Mack had two sacks. Mario Edwards had a sack and a half. Angelo Blackson had a, had half a sack. Robert Quinn had a sack. So they were, you know, so they 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 did okay as far as you know getting the sacks. But I mean, Jesus Christ, Baker Mayfield, two hundred and forty six yards and a touchdown. You know, Bradley Chubb ran for forty eight. Kareem Hunt ran for eighty. I'm sorry, eighty four. I apologize. Uh, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. I'm sorry. Nick Chubb. 
ran for <laughs> 80, 84 yards. I, I see Chubb, I think Bradley or Nick, which one? Um, but yeah, 84 yards rushing, Kareem Hunt with 81 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, Odell Beckham actually had a good game, 77 yards reception off uh, on, on five uh, receptions. Kareem Hunt, you know, 74 yards and six receptions. Um, but my God, the sacks, man. Miles Garrett, Miles freaking Garrett, four and a half sacks on the day. Uh, Kara, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's last name, had half a sack. Jadavion uh, Clowney uh, came out of nowhere with two sacks. Ronnie Harrison had two sacks. Malik Jackson and Tarkarius McKinley had uh, a half a sack each. They ate, <laughs> they ate poor Justin Fields up for breakfast, dude. Right. I, you want to know something funny? Justin Fields had... 68 passing yards, the fewest by any player making their <laughs> making their first career start since guess who? Nathan Peterman <laughs> with wow. 66 yards back in week 11 of 2017. Well, and, and so the sad thing is, is in the preseason, you would see these these flashes of greatness from from Justin Fields the team looked more dynamic when he was on the field you know and then he comes out and lay, basically lays a goose egg man uh and and I don't get it uh, why so Andy Dalton was doing better and we all know Andy Dalton is not that good not so, anymore. So, Not it ain't Andy Dalton from Cincinnati, right? So where did the O line go that was helping protect Andy Dalton? Why are they not helping protect Justin Fields? I don't uh, know. You, I'm you know what I mean? You, I think, and again, man, I I think, I, and I might be wrong about this, but I seriously think it comes down to coaching. I don't think uh, Matt Nagy. I don't think Matt Nagy has condition his offensive line to cater to the new quarterback the way that they catered to Andy Dalton. And I've I've said this from the start. I said it back when we did our way too early predictions. Matt Nagy is on the biggest hot seat, and I promise, I won't promise, promise is a strong word. I, I am willing to bet that Matt Nagy will be the first head coach fired this year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but Matt Nagy is going to be the first coach fired this year. I mean, if they don't turn something around pretty quickly, I would say he's going to be fired pretty quick. Very quickly. All right, so we're going to move on from that game to the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. Baltimore wins 19-17 to in a pretty close game um, that started off pretty uh, started off pretty good. You know, they had, uh, you know, which Baltimore scored 13 unanswered points, and then, you know, they tried to make it a comeback there toward the end. Um you know, Lamar Jackson, 287 yards and a touchdown, but he did throw an interception. He also was the lead rusher with 58 yards on seven carries. Uh, Mark Andrews came out of nowhere for five receptions and 109 yards. Um, so, you know, uh, definitely, you know, a big, you know, uh, Chuck Clark had uh, 12 total tackles and a sack and a sack for and a tackle for a loss. And that one, the Lions, Jared Goff, 217 yards, no touchdown, no interceptions. Um, the rushing attack was really what, you know, uh, De- uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams uh, combined had 89 yards and two touchdowns together. Um, Kareef Raymond was their leading receiver at 78 yards. So, um, you know, uh, Amari 
Oryuori. I want to say that's how his last name is pronounced. Uh, with an interception. Yeah. You know, and they definitely had, you know, like, you know, Charles Harris had had, had a sack. Austin Bryant had a sack. You know, so so it, it was definitely a game that it was one, it, it, it legitimately was one of those games where it looked like Detroit was possibly going to make a comeback. And they, you know, they were actually up 17 to 16 at one point. And then Justin Tucker for the game, I mean, 66-yard field goal. The, That's the new NFL record. Yes, the new NFL record. Um, as time expired to win the game, um, you know the probability. I'm looking at the the probability of him hitting that field goal was 10.4 percent probability of him actually making that field goal, and yeah, he did I mean, it. I mean, people do it in Denver because you know, Jason Elam was the one who kicked the 60 63 yarder, and of course Matt Prater ended up hitting the 64 yarder later on. Um, but that was factoring wind, that was factoring condition elements and stuff. He did they he did this in an indoor stadium. With no right. wind, like no elements, you know, it wasn't perfect conditions because in a perfect condition, like you'd have a little bit of wind gust to kind of help you with. I mean, that was just rough, but because he's not a big dude, he's like he's like five foot four and one hundred and seventy pounds. But dude's got I don't know where he gets this power from. Like, you know, it's like he's like Thanos with, with you know with the kick, just bam, like oh shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, he. But here's the thing. It didn't surprise me. He was doing that stuff at the University of Texas, you know, kicking these these insane field goals. Uh, Did, doesn't he still doesn't he still hold uh, the University of Texas uh, all, uh, record for like longest kick at like fifty nine yards does. or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, but this game was not without controversy. Um. There was a clear delay of game uh, before the Justin Tucker kick that the refs missed that would have pushed that uh, field goal back. That would have been to, five yards. That means it would have been a 71 right. Uh and, and obviously they wouldn't have went for it at that point. But uh, the, the refs missed that that uh delay of game i mean it wasn't a uh you know time clock expired kick it was time clock expired you could have counted to like four or five and then the kick happened uh or the snap happened for the kick it uh i mean it it was a blatant delay of game that the refs just missed yeah. Uh, so it's it's not without controversy. I, I'm happy for Justin Tucker, you know, to have the uh, the NFL record right now. But at the same time, I think Detroit should have won that game because of the delay of game. And I, I mean, it would have pushed them back. And I know they wouldn't have went for the the field goal at that point. No, they so, would have. They would have tried to go for like for a hail mary at that point. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we move on from that game to a game that you and me both got wrong, but Roger got correct. Uh, the New Orleans Saints and the New, New England Patriots, the Saints win 28-13. Uh, the Saints scored a touchdown in every single quarter. Um, definitely a uh, a game that, because again, we were talking about it last week, which 
New Orleans Saints team is going to show up. Um, you know, Jameis Winston, you know, 128 yards and two touchdowns, didn't have an interception. Good on you. Alvin Kamara, 28, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 24 uh, attempts on 89 uh, yards. Taysom Hill with a touchdown and 32 yards off six carries. Um, you know, uh, Marquez Callaway with 41 yards and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara with uh, 29 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, P.J. Williams, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore all with an interception. Um, you know, because, I mean, I, I can honestly say this was probably Mac Jones' worst game in his young career, 207 yards. He did have a touchdown. He did get a touchdown to, to Kendrick Bourne, but, man, them three interceptions definitely cost him a Oh, bunch. definitely. Yeah, and with how well he had been playing, I personally, I thought that, that they would win because he'd been playing really well. And then you look at the first couple of games that the Saints uh, played. That, that first game, they blew out the Packers. But can we really say they blew out the Packers uh, with – you could tell that Aaron Rodgers wasn't even trying in, yeah. in that particular game. So, you know – that was that was a little wonky, but then they got blown out by the Panthers the very yeah. next week, uh, which is very indignative of what the Panthers are capable of, right? You know, so. But 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 with, but but, but, but at the same time, the the Patriots. I can honestly say the Patriots do not have a good team this year. You know, I mean, yeah, they got a young quarterback in Mac Jones. You know, they still have good players. I'm not saying that they have shit players. I mean, they still have Hunter Henry. Kendrick Bourne's coming into his own. Nelson Aguilar is okay. Uh, you know, James White's serviceable as a, you know, as that running back that you can, you know, do swing passes to and things of that nature. Uh, but I mean, it, they're really they're really not as they're not as good as they would be if say, I don't know. Tom Brady was still there because I think if Tom Brady was still there, it might be a little bit better. But at the same time, that defense is, you know, the I mean, the, the best defensive player they had on the team, um, Matt Judah, who had two and a half sacks on the game, um, you know, and Jawan Bentley had seven ta total tackles, which led the team. But I mean, everybody on that defense was kind of like if, if, if you didn't directly have, you know. Across, you know, across line to the quarterback, and it's like, you know, you know, and Jacoby Myers did have, I mean, did have a good game too, nine receptions and ninety-four yards. But the Saints were just a better overall team, I think, in this situation. Uh, um, yeah, definitely the definitely the better overall defense. Uh, Lattimore had ten total ta total tackles. Um, you know, Garner Johnson had a sack. Uh, pass. Uh, Pasegon, I want to say that's how his name is pronounced. Uh, had a sack. Um, and please forgive us, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't say these names identical to what it is. If you're a fan of the Saints, please, please don't think that we're disrespecting. We just don't know how to say certain people's names, and we apologize. Um, we should know this though. <laughs> we should. This is something we probably shouldn't know. Um, but yeah, man. That being said, though, we did find out which team showed up. So now we're going to move on to the very next game, a team that we knew was going to show up and show one up they team did. We, one team we knew was not going to show up. Yeah, we well yeah, both of the both of those two things can be true. Um, you know, the the Cardinals beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 31 to 19. 
Unfortunately, this was a game that Kyler Murray did not really have a good game. He had 316 yards, but no touchdowns and an interception. Um, they relied a lot on the rushing attack. James Conner with two touchdowns off in, in with a uh, 43 yards. Um, Kyler Murray with a touchdown, uh, you know, rushing touchdown. AJ Green had uh, 200 uh, had a hundred, oh, 200. Wow. Uh, AJ Green had 112 yards receiving. Christian Kirk had 104 yards receiving. D Hop, you know, had only 21 yards. Um, you know, Byron Murphy had two interceptions in this game alone. Uh, you know, Jordan Hicks had a sack. Marcus Golden had a sack. Uh, you know, so that, uh, man, the Jags, man, Trevor Lawrence had a touchdown, 219 yards receiving. Uh, James Robinson did come in, you know, and, and proved his worth as a running back with 88 yards and a touchdown. Um, the only receiver who had a touchdown was DJ Clark with 49 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, Marvin Jones was still your lead receiver at six receptions and 62 yards. Um, but man, Trevor Lawrence did throw those two interceptions and he had two uh, lost fumbles. So there's something right there. He's got to learn to hold on to the ball. Right. Um, the big thing for me is is D Hop with with such yo such low yardage. Uh, he this happens quite a bit, and I'm a big proprietor that D Hop is you know the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. But this happens quite a bit. It, you, you look look at his whole career where he he's like balling out, you know. 150 yards, you know, I'm just, just catching anything. And then he has games like this where he can't catch a break. Right. You know? Right. Well, it doesn't so, help the fact that he was thrown to six times, you know, I mean, he caught three of them, but he was only thrown to six times. And, you know, AJ Green made the most of his attempts, you know, with, you know, six targets and having five receptions, you know, Kirk and Chase Edmonds also had a good one too. Both of them were targeted eight times, and both of them had seven receptions. Um, I think it's I think it's one of those situations where you just you kind of go with the hand that's hot at the moment. You know what I mean? Right. Not that not that D Hop can't get hot at a moment, but you know, at that moment, Christian Kirk, AJ uh, Green, and Chase Edmonds were the ones who were really dominating the game. So maybe Hop was kind of like, you know what, I'm gonna take a step back and let these guys get their shine because if they already know I'm a threat. And if we can make these guys a threat, then 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 they're not, not going to know what to do. You get your best corner out there. It's like okay, I got D Hop. Cool. Oh shit, who's covering AJ Green? Okay, you got him. Cool. Oh shit, who's covering Kirk? Yo, get back, cover Kirk. Get, cover. Okay, we got that here. Wait, who's got Edmonds? Who the hell's got Edmonds? Plays over. Edmonds done scored a touchdown on you. You won't even pay attention to him. Exactly. It, it's one of them situations where you don't know it when you have a good core group of wide receivers like that, which. I mean, Hop, Kurt, Green, like a legitimate case can be made that Arizona's got one of the best receiving cores in the game right now. Uh, I would I, say I said an argument can be made. No, I at least would, I, would, I, I would say that they probably. I can't think of a better actual like receiving core. Right. Uh, I mean, Kansas City, they do have Tyreek Hill and um, – why do I keep drawing a blank? I am not – Tyreek Hill? No, t- not Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis uh, Kelsey. They, they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Um, and then, 
you got the Bucks, and they have uh, Godwin, Mike Evans, Godwin Evans, Antonio Brown, and Gronkowski. Gronk. Yeah. So it would it would be between the Bucks and the Cardinals, in my opinion. Right. Uh, as to who who has the best actual receiving core, right. Uh, and I, I have to say that it's Arizona, right? For the simple fact that Tampa Bay has Tom Brady, right? You know, right. so Arizona's doing it with a not a terrible quarterback, but I mean, he's not <laughs> as dynamic as Brady is. Right, exactly. Uh, and um, what I what I mean by dynamic is not. I mean, Tom Brady's not running all over the field making plays, but he's able to get the ball to where it needs to be in a much quicker fashion than basically any other quarterback in the NFL. Right. So all right, so we're gonna move on from that game to the next game. Ah, damn you, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills beating the Washington football team 43-21 to in another game where they just showed up and showed out. Um, let's start off with Washington first. You know, Taylor Heineke, 212 yards, two touchdowns, serviceable. Uh, he also had a rushing touchdown with 21 for 21 yards, um, but he did throw two interceptions. Um, you know, Antonio Gibbons did have the one big game, 73-yard uh, reception for a touchdown. Uh, Logan Thomas had 42 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, Adam Humphreys didn't really do much in this game. Only one reception with seven yards. He was targeted four times. Um, but Logan Thomas did lose a fumble. Um, you know, uh, uh, Cole, Cole Holcomb had 15, 15 total tackles. Kendrick Fuller with another 10 tackles on top of that. Um, you know, but I mean, I mean, granted they scored 21, which, which is, which is okay. But man, Josh Allen came out there, 358 yards and four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown on top of that. Zach Moss and uh, Devin Singletary with uh, 80, uh, 86 yards total. We even had a Mitchell Trubisky sighting at one point. He came in, I guess to, I guess Allen's like, we got the game. Go ahead, Mitch, get you some reps in. Uh, right. You know, Cole Beasley, man, Cole Beasley had a game, man. 11 receptions, 98 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, five receptions, 94 yards and two touchdowns. Dawson Knox with another appearance, 48, I'm sorry, uh, 49 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, you know, six receptions, 62 yards. Zach Moss had 31 receiving yards and a touchdown. Just just going, you know. Uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Powell was the ones who uh, had the interceptions for the team. Just Buffalo was just hitting on all cylinders right now, Bo. Yeah, they, they 100% are just hitting on all cylinders uh, and it kind of shows that 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 first game, uh, where where they lost, it was it was one of those like flukes almost. I mean, maybe not a fluke, but you know, it's like this isn't who we really are, right? Right, and then they because they because they lost. I think what happened was when they had that week one loss against Pittsburgh. I really think it was them kind of like, almost like, in a weird way, almost as if they needed that loss 
because then it's like it, like the floodgates opened up, and unfortunately, in week two, Miami had to be the ones to suffer for it with a thirty-five to nothing uh, loss. Um, and then this week, it's just more of the same. They just kept on piling on. Um, we'll see this week if they if they can keep the momentum going. Uh, interesting little fact about Josh Allen in this game: Josh Allen became the first player in Buffalo Bills history with four touchdown passes and zero interceptions, along with a rushing touchdown in a single game. So five totals touchdowns, um, four passing, one one rushing. Um, so good on Josh Allen. You know, I, I definitely think still Buffalo is still one of those teams that you have to look out for because they're they're a team that's just. I mean, they beat out Washington in this game in every single aspect. They beat them in total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, average yards per play, points scored, obviously. Uh, you know, Washington had more fumble losses. They threw more interceptions. They allowed more sacks. Buffalo beat them on third down efficiency, time of possession. Um, you know, so Buffalo was just an overall better team, and it showed in this game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we're going to move on from that game to another game. I'm sure Roger's happy with this one. And I'm going to say it because I say it every week. Fuck the Jets. The Denver Broncos beat the dog shit out of the New York Jets 26-0. to It wasn't even... It's almost unfair at this point, man. Like, it really is. It's, it's so unfair at this point that it's even come down to this. Zach Wilson was sacked five times in this game. He, oh my God, just horrible, yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. The leading receiver on the team of the, of the Jets was Corey Davis. I'm sure he's regretting leaving Tennessee at this point. Five receptions, 41 yards. Just, just a, just a bad, bad, just. Let me talk the good things first. Denver, 230, 235 yards by Teddy Bridgewater, no touchdowns. But, man, that rushing attack. Melvin Gordon, 60 yards rushing with a touchdown. Um, Javante Williams, 29, 29 yards rushing with a touchdown. Um, Tim Patrick, five receptions, 98 yards, was your leading receiver for the day. Cortland Sutton got his numbers, five receptions, 37 yards. Um, and, of course, uh, Javante Williams with uh, a fumble you know, that, you know, was kind of, a you know, it did lose the fumble, but it didn't really matter. Of course, Justin right. Simmons and Caden Starnes with uh, an interception apiece. A.J. Johnson with two with two sacks. Shelby Harris with a sack. Malik Reed with a sack. Von Miller with a sack. Is there anything, <laughs> is there anything good that comes out of this? Um, you know, we, we 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 said earlier Matt Nagy was on the hot seat. I think Adam Gase is on the hot seat. Yeah, that's de- yes, absolutely. Zach Wilson threw 160 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. He had a passer rating of 42.6, and was sacked five times. This poor kid can't catch a break. No. Again, I'm not – and again, you, you guys know how I feel. I am not a Jets fan by any stretch of the imagination, nor do I – nor will I ever be. But, man, I feel bad for this kid, man. I really do. Two touchdowns – this is just this season. Two touchdowns, seven interceptions, and has he's been sacked 15 times. Okay? Uh, 
that's a lot in in three games. Three game. That's five sacks per game. And here's here's a number that's really going to fuck with people. The amount of sack yards that he that that he's accumulated is 118 sack yards. Good lord, bro! Like, there's a again. I said it last week. I'll say it this week. There's a part of me that wants to feel bad for this kid, but at the same time, fuck the Jets. I'm sorry. Right. I know, you know that's not, I know that's a, I know that's a stance that not a whole lot of people's like, well, you're only saying that because it's the New York Jets. If this was if this was a Miami Dolphins thing, you'd be making all kinds of excuses and blah 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 blah. No, if my quarterback sucks, my quarterback sucks. I told you last week I'm a realist. And you got to be real in these situations. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson sucks as a quarterback. I'm saying Zach Wilson's offensive line is shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, and he's uh, okay. So Zach Wilson is a rookie. He's he's making bad decisions. That's why yes. there. That's why he has so many interceptions. That's why he has so many sacks. Because you know, in in the instances with the sacks, they're there were a few that could have been avoided uh, had he actually been able to process his his reads properly. But the thing is, is he's young, he's a rookie, and he's uh, not going through his reads the way he should. He's choosing to hold on to the ball rather than throw it away, rather than, you know getting dump yards you know per se right people you know people shit on trevor lawrence because he isn't living up to expectations you think zach wilson is Mm. you know oh well, we knew zach wilson was going to a shit team and trevor lawrence isn't on a shit team (laughs) because be realistic guys come on play you know play it fair you know but also, shout out to the Denver Broncos, man. They're 3-0, and again, in a division that is stacked. I legitimately, hand to God, do not know who's going to win the AFC West this year. I don't. It's going to be very, very difficult, you know, to, 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 to predict that. I know we already had our predictions, but, you know. The yeah, next game I want to talk way about. Way too early predictions. Way too early. So. Now we know. Man, this game, oh, God. This game had me on the edge of my seat the whole damn time bro the whole damn time bruh <laughs> you know like it started off good you know like miami you know had you know it was for, for okay to let you guys know this the los angeles raiders defeated the miami dolphins 31 to 28 in overtime just there's, there's no such thing as los angeles raiders i'm i'm sorry the las vegas raiders i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so used to saying las vegas i'm so used to saying los angeles or i'm so used to saying oakland I'm just going to say Raiders from this point forward because, damn it, Raiders. Anyway, so, no, I mean, it was 14 to nothing. It was 14 to 2, 14 to 5, 14 to 12, 14 to 19, 14 to 25. What the fuck are you doing? Stay with it. And then it was 25, all, you know, there was 28 and all going into it. And then, you know, Carlson, okay, but let's, let's, let's go from the statistics. Okay. Jacoby Bursett actually had a decent game, 215 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. You know, Gaskin ran for 65 yards. Now, Jacoby Brissett did have a, ru- a running touchdown, and Malcolm Brown did have a running touchdown as well. Uh, the leading receiver was uh, Mike Jacecki uh, uh, with 10 receptions and 86 yards. Uh, Jalen Waddle had 12 receptions, 58 yards, so he, he he was coming into his own in this game almost. Right. Um. You know, um, 
you know, Eladon Roberts uh, had an interception. Uh, Christian Wilkinson was, you know, Christian Wilkinson was doing good. You know, seven total tackles, uh, a sack. Uh, Brandon Jones had two sacks. You know, so it was a very, very, you know, very, very good game as far as that goes. The Raiders, though, Derek Carr, 380. 386 yards, two touchdowns, did have that interception. Peyton Peyton Barber, man, he came out of nowhere. 23 carries on 111 yards rushing with with a touchdown. Um, you know, and Byron Edwards had, you know, 89 yards. Uh, Henry Ruggs the third had 78 yards. Uh Hunter Winfro had 77 yards. So he they definitely piled on the, the, the yards for him. Uh the defense did hold their own. Like this literally was a game that, in a way, it gives me hope that we hung with Vegas, but at the same time, it's like, damn, we took another, we took another L. Like that, that hurts me. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Like, I mean, the, these, this, it was one of the, this was one of those games where both teams had to fight like hell to win. You know, so while I'm proud of the Dolphins that they stuck in the fight, you know, came out coming out losing. Like, like. Can, can you say moral victory, but it's not really a victory, you know, but it does get, it, it doesn't give me hope from the standpoint that you don't know when two is coming back. You know, Jacoby Brissett's not the answer and you don't know what's going to happen. That being said though, how would you feeling about this game? Cause I had a lot of people this week saying, man, Oh man, that Dolphins Raiders game was freaking awesome. You know, uh, I, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I was really surprised uh, at how well Jacoby Reset did play, uh, especially in the week before where he was absolutely terrible. Terrible. Um, I, I was really surprised at how well the team kind of rebounded. I mean, yes, it's it was a loss, but they looked good in a loss, if that makes sense. Um, you know, the team rebounded from uh the previous week and everything uh now I, the one play i do want to talk about did you see where hunter renfro put Xavier howard on skates bro bro yes i was like bro. what just happened yeah you do that to one of the best cornerbacks in the game and it's like whoa I'm watching it like at that point I was sitting myself I was sitting I was like we're not winning this game are we <laughs> when you can make the best player on the defense do that like I mean, that, that's a problem <laughs> you know? I, I, I would say he's arguably the best on the team right that 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 so. yeah and let and let's be honest it's not like Hunter Renfro's like a top you know ten or even a top twenty wide receiver in the game but. I mean, damn, man. You don't let him do that to you? Right. Come on now. But anyway. So, yeah. So, that being said, though, yes, the Raiders are 3-0. and Again, in, in the AFC West, a division that is stacked right now. So, we move on to that game. To another game that surprised all of us. And I don't think any of us had this game uh, predicted. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Seattle Seahawks 30-17. to Nope, did not see what? that coming at all. That two straight weeks of Seattle losing? Like, that's almost unheard of. Now, give credit where credit is due. Russell Wilson did have 298 yards and a touchdown. Car uh, Chris Carson did run for 80 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, DK Metcalf had a big game, six receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett didn't really have that good of a game, you know, only four receptions with that with 31 yards. Um, and Jamal Adams did show up to play, you know, 12 total tackles, you know, tackle for a loss and all that. Uh, you know, Darrell Taylor had a, had a sack. But that's all that I can speak of when it comes to the Seahawks. Now, in terms of the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, 323 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Alexander Madison, uh, um, 26 carries, 112 yards rushing. No touchdowns, but I don't, he, they didn't need him to score a touchdown because everything was going like Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 118 yards and a touchdown. If you had him on your fantasy team this week, you're golden. Uh, 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 Tyler uh, Conklin, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, seven receptions, 70 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, six receptions, 50 yards and a touchdown. Um you know, they just, they they went for it today with, you know, Eric Kendrick had a sack, uh, Everson Griffin had a sack, like they, and also uh, Greg Joseph, three for three on field goals. So, yeah, so they definitely um, had an overall better game. They just, they, they outplayed Seattle, which is weird for me to say. Like, I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. Yeah, they outplayed the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, 100% they outplayed the Seahawks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, nobody's seen this one coming. I, I I would be willing to bet there's not a single person on there, – there's probably one. There's there's probably someone somewhere who is like, yep, Seahawks are, are – the, the Vikings are going to demolish the Seahawks. Uh, but I just don't. I don't think yeah. many people seen this one coming. No, I mean, unless you, I mean, unless unless you, unless you live in Minnesota, you didn't see this happening, you know, right. or you know. But hell, I'm sure there's Minnesota fans that didn't see this one happen. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there were. Um, that being said, though, we're going to move on to the game, uh, the Fox game of the week, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. I had the feeling. I made the call. The Rams did it. The Rams beat the Buccaneers 34 to 24 in a game that was, you know, a lot of people was like, hmm, I wonder exactly what's going to happen. Because, you know, the Rams scored first, then the Bucs scored, you know, tied, then the Rams scored again, then they scored again. I mean, it was kind of like a, oh, I wonder what's going to happen, you know, and they, I mean, they really tried to make a game out of it, but. Matt, you know, Tom, well, let's start off with, let's start off with the Buccaneers first. Tom Brady, 432 yards and a touchdown. Um, he also had a rushing touchdown as well, only 14 uh, yards. The rushing game, for whatever reason, for the Buccaneers just did not come together. Uh, but Mike Evans had eight receptions with 106 yards. Chris Godwin, six receptions with 74 yards. Uh, Gronk, four receptions, 55 yards. Uh, you know, so, you know, they they did they did good there. Um, Levante David was the lead, uh, was the lead uh, defensive player in tackles with six. Um, so yeah, so they were, de- there was definitely, a, but man, when you go and you look at the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 343 yards and four touchdowns. Sony Michelle had 67 yards, uh, rushing. Um, so he was a lead rusher there, but man, Deshaun Jackson out of nowhere, bro. Like I haven't seen Deshaun Jackson in a minute, three receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown. 
Cooper Cup was the lead was was leading at nine receptions, ninety six yards, and two touchdowns, and then Tyler Higby with five receptions, forty yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, I mean, it was one of those games. You know, Kenny Young had a sack, Aaron Donald had a sack, Leonard Floyd had a sack. They just outplayed the Buccaneers in this game. So, what what are your thoughts on this one, Bubba? I I, I was honestly shocked. Um. I was shocked that the, that the Rams played so good. I wasn't shocked that the Bucks lost. I was shocked that the Rams played so good. Does that right. make sense? It, it, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Uh, I mean, because the Bucks, they're not unbeatable. Uh, right. I mean, they're arguably one of the best. The best, I would say, they're they're you know in, in the top five of best teams in the NFL today. Right. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. What surprised me the most was how well the Rams played. I, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. Interesting. Like the, the, the comparisons to the two was, you know, easy to make. Um, it, like it said, right here where it says historical pace, it says Matthew Stafford has nine touch, nine, uh, passing touchdowns this season so far. And that ties, uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. For the most by a Ram quarterback in the first three games of a season. So if he, you know, he's on a pace, he's on pace to to do some good things. Um, you know, uh, here's the thing. What if you Aaron Donald has joined Terrell uh, Terrell Suggs and Troy Polamalu as the only reigning defensive players of the year to defeat Tom Brady, including playoffs. So. Uh, that's good. Well, you know it's really sad when Tom Brady is the leading rusher for his team. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that's definitely sad, right? Uh, um, and this is only the second time in his career where he's been the leading rusher of his team. Right. So we're going to move on from that game to the Sunday night main event, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Green Bay with the win, 30-28. to 28. Um, This was one of those games where, I, I, I mean, I had San Francisco winning, and I, I, I made the comment, which – Green Bay team is going to show up, and I mean when you start the game off seventeen nothing. I mean, yeah, you're making a statement right off the get go. Um, although it did almost get away from them at times. But that yeah. being said, though, you looking at you look at the stats. Um, Aaron Rodgers two hundred and sixty one yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones 60, 60 uh, I'm sorry, eighty two yards and a touchdown. My God, man, the Devonte. Can we honestly say Devontae Adams? Can we put Devontae Adams in the top two or top three at this point as far as best wideouts go? 12 receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Marquez uh, Scantley, uh, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, uh, Jahir Alexander with an interception. You know, just, you know, Preston Vance, Preston Vance, wow, Preston Smith with a uh, sack and Kenny Clark with a sack. You know, just. All around, they just you know they feasted on um, poor Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Actually, he did have a good game, two hundred fifty-seven yards and a touch and two touchdowns, but he did have that interception to Alexander. Uh, Trace uh, Sermon was the lead rusher with thirty-one yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, George Kittle was the lead receiver, seven receptions, ninety-two yards. Uh, Kyle Jacecki, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. I, I think uh, that's right. Thirty-seven reception yards and a touchdown. Brandon Akio with a 37 yards and touchdowns. They had exact stats. That's crazy. Um, but Jimmy G did have that fumble. And I think that, you know, fumble was a big, big, big deal. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, they, it, it literally came down to the wire in this game, and then Mason Crosby hits the fifty-one yard field goal for the win. Um, so, how are you feeling about this game particularly? Uh, I, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, it, it it was one of those games where like you're watching it and like so it starts off and you're like shit is this really gonna happen and, and then it, it gets closer and closer and closer and you're like okay uh this is a really good game and, right. and it, it gets to the point to where you're you're really not sure who's gonna win this game and, and you're sitting there and you're watching it and you're like uh okay shit it's over i want to watch more <laughs> right you know? It's one of those games where you're like, yeah, I really want to see. Like, I could watch these two teams play forever. Exactly. Um, and both teams are sitting at two and one right now. Uh, so yeah, so both teams are are fighting their way to try to be like the top team in the NFC. But speaking of NFC, the Monday night main event, Monday night football, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas wins forty-one to twenty-one in a game that was a little bit more lopsided than I thought it was going to be. I seriously thought that they were going to make a better game out of it. Um, you know, Jay, I mean, Jalen Hurts had a good, you know, 326 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but he was also the lead rusher because Miles Sanders and uh, Gainwell didn't really do too much. They only had 29 yards combined. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 35 by himself. Um, you know, Zach Ertz, you know, four receptions, 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Greg Ward with a 15-yard reception for a touchdown. Um, Jalen uh, Rager with 53 receptions and on five. I'm sorry, five receptions with 53 receiving yards. Excuse me. Uh, Dallas Dallas Goddard with two receptions and 66 yards. Um, you know, so they they tried their best. They tried to do what they did. And then you look at the Cowboys. You know, Dak Prescott came out there 230 38 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns by Ezekiel Elliott. Rushing touchdowns by Ezekiel Elliott with 95 yards. Um. Dalton Schultz, of all people, came out of there, 80 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Sed Wilson had 17 receptions and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb had 66 yards. Amari Cooper had 26 yards. Um, now, Dak Prescott did fumble twice and then end up losing one of them. But Anthony Brown and uh, 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 Trayvon Diggs also had an interception. So, you know, Michael Parsons, you know, trying to make his case for rookie of the year, had a sack and a half and a tackle for a loss. Um so, how were you feeling about the Monday Nighter? It almost seemed like Mike McCarthy learned how to use a running back properly. Right. I was fixing to say that, yes. Because uh, Zeke's been doing good, and so was Tony Pollard. I ain't going to take nothing away from him. He had 60 uh, yards uh, rushing as well. I mean, I, I think right now they're the best, second best, one-two punch when it comes to running backs. Uh, I still right. think that that uh, Chubb and Hunt are are the best one two punch when it comes to running backs. Uh, I mean, and that's just my personal opinion. Uh, it, it used to be Camara uh, and who was that guy that uh, Ingram? No, was it Ingram? Alvin Mark Camara? Ingram? No, um, the guy that played after that. Maybe it was. I, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, it, it, they, they played for the Saints like, just last year. Okay. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I used to think that they were the best one-two punch because they would 
mirror each other in numbers. You know, right. uh, if if Kamara needed to sit or rest or whatnot, the other guy, and I feel bad for not remembering his name, but uh, he he would put up the same numbers and everything that Kamara would do. But uh, I digress. Uh, right. Dallas is looking really good. Uh, and I hate to say that because fuck the Cowboys. Right. Um, but but they are. They're, they're looking really good. You know, they almost beat the Bucks in week one. Uh, last week, they beat, who was it? Um, I got my notes right here. Who the Cowboys beat last week? Yeah. Uh, the Chargers? Yeah. So, the so Chargers beat, that just beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Right. So they almost beat the Bucks. They beat the Chargers, who just beat the Chiefs. Uh, now they beat the Eagles, you know. Uh, and, I mean, there's a legitimate argument that could be made that they, they should be 3-0 and right now. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you go in there and you go toe-to-toe with, with the Bucks, who are the reigning, defending Super Bowl champions, and you hold your own. Uh, they're doing really good. They, they they absolutely are absolutely. Um, that being said, though, after we went over this whole entire week, who do you think? Uh, what well, in your opinion, what was game of the week for week three? <sighs> that uh, so that Packers 49ers game was really good. Right. Uh, the Dolphins Raiders. I, I want to say the Dolphins Raiders game was probably game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, right. Just because of how close it was going into overtime, uh, and everything. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Dolphins Raiders. Yeah, I will say it's for me. It's one A one B. It was Dolphins Raiders and Packers Forty ers Okay. Like I think both of those games are really, really good. And if and if you wanted me to throw a third place out there, LA and Kansas City was probably another game that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime a game goes into overtime, you gotta kinda put it up there as far as, you know, like game of the week, you know, quality, I guess. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah. That being said, though, we are going to move on to week four. But before we do, we're going to go over the power rankings for week four. Now, I'm not going to do the entire 32 uh, uh, teams. I'm just going to go with the top 10. And here are our top 10 for the week uh, four. At number 10, bumping up four spots, the Los Angeles Chargers. At number nine, bumping up two spots, the Las Vegas Raiders. At number eight this week, you want to take a wild guess who it is? I'll give you a hint. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's the they, okay. it's the same team at number eight that it was the previous week and the week before. The Browns. The Browns is still at number eight. Okay, so so timeout. So <laughs> you're, you're telling me right now. Yes. They they come into the season ranked at number eight. Yes. They go out and have a barn burner with the Chiefs in opening. Lost that game. And they don't move. Okay. Right. They don't move down. They're still kind of, you know, okay. Week two, they beat the Texans in a damn good game. Yes. And they don't move. No. 
week three, they beat the Bears, and they beat the Bears pretty fucking handedly, and they still don't move? They don't. So who's number seven? Number seven, the San Francisco 49ers, who stay at number seven from last week, so they don't move either. Okay. Okay. At number six, dropping four spots. You ready for this? The Kansas City Chiefs. Dropping from number two all the way to number number, number six. You know what? I I think they should have dropped further than that uh, because they lost two games straight and they lost two games straight at home. Right. Two, ga- two games that they were favored to win. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, but I digress. Number five. At, at number five, dropping down two spots, the Baltimore Ravens. At number four, jumping up a spot is the Buffalo Bills. Okay. At number three, I'm sorry, they are still too high for me. Why they jump three spots, I don't know. The Green Bay Packers. I'm sorry, Green Bay don't deserve to be in the top five. I'm sorry, they don't. You want to put them in the top ten? Fine, I can agree with that, but not the top five. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I don't get that one. I mean, okay. and they beat, I mean, granted, yeah, the 49ers didn't go up or down, but at the same time, you know, the fuck, you know, anyway. At number two, dropping a spot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And moving up into the number one position, jumping three spaces, the Los Angeles Rams, ranked at number one. Okay, I have an issue here. Okay, go ahead. And and I want to make this clear. This is not an issue with the Rams or being number one or anything like that. So you're telling me last week the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Baltimore Ravens and they don't drop. But this week, the Bucks lose and they drop a spot. And the team that beat them jumps them and two other teams to be right. the number one. How does that... I, 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 I'm sorry. Please explain to me how that fucking makes sense. I, I can't I can't tell you, Bubba. I really okay. don't. I really can't tell you. Um, okay. in terms of now, in terms of our teams, um, the Denver Broncos jump from thirteen to twelve, going up one spot. Okay. The Miami Dolphins go from twenty two, jumping one spot up to twenty one, and the Houston Texans stay at twenty eight for a, a, another week. So no movement okay. on your end. I, I could have um, seen us dropping. Yeah. Uh, I, I really could. Uh, well, who's uh, who's ranked below us? Um, the team that is ranked below you is the Chicago Bears, dropping four spots to twenty to twenty nine. After that molly whopping they took, they sh- yeah. I can get that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um. Now, as far as like the biggest, the biggest drop, New England went from fifteen to twenty three. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, the Steelers went from twelve to twenty. Okay. Um, the, the the biggest drop I think was Seattle. They went from nine to seventeen. Oh wow! 
They, yeah, they did 9 drop to 17. A lot. Now, in terms of the biggest jumps, um, the uh, Carolina Panthers jumped from 18 to 13. The damn Minnesota Vikings jumped from 24 to 16 after that victory. Like, you really jumping all the way up eight spots after beating the Seahawks? I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't get, I, I'm, I'm very yeah. confused at these power yeah. rankings. But yeah, the, anyway, the, the, I the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals jumped from 26 to 19, so they got a bit of a jump. But yeah, I would say probably the one that's probably the one that we, the one that I'm surprised about the most was the Seahawks dropping eight spots down to 17. Um, I still like my personal opinion. Can you explain to me why the fucking Arizona Cardinals aren't in the top 10? Can you explain mm. to me why the Broncos or the Panthers aren't in the top 10 either? Mm. You know, like legitimately, like I can legit, like, first of all, I know Kansas City is a, is a, is a powerhouse team, but there are, as of right now, where we stand currently in the game, there are teams better than Kansas City right now in terms of overall team. Based on the teams that they have played, yes, Kansas City, Kansas City legitimately should be three and zero right now and number one on top of the NFL. Actually, there's an argument that could be made that at, they could be zero and three, because because Cleveland could have beat them. Yes, uh, and I think I, I, I keep going back to this. I, I think Cleveland should have beat them. Uh, I 100 percent believe that had uh, Ronnie Harrison. Uh, not been ejected from the game due to the coach pushing him. Right. Um, I, I believe they would have won. Right. Uh, so, so, yeah. So that's it for the week four power rankings. Um, hopefully this shit will make sense later on down the road. Cause right now it ain't making no damn sense. Um, that being said, um, we're going to move on to the game, to the week four games. You want to go ahead and not, uh, go ahead and help us out here, Chip? What we yeah, got? let's go ahead and jump right into them. The Thursday nighter, we got the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think this is a no-brainer here. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to walk all over that Jaguars defense, um, and the Bengals are going to win this one, and it's it's not even going to be fair. I th- I think that it's going to be closer than you think it's going to be. I, I I for whatever reason it's like anytime there's always one game that a team will find some way to win some weird twist of fate, twist of irony, some sick twist of story. I'm not saying Jacksonville's going to win. I'm just saying that that I'm not going to be surprised if they pull out some weird upset. I'm going to keep it close, but I'm going to say Cincinnati wins. All right. Um, Roger is also going with Cincinnati to win this one. All right. Uh, so we're all in agreement on one so far. Yes. Uh, the next game up, we got the Washington football team versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, now, the Falcons did just get their first win, uh, and Washington lost. But I thought Washington looked pretty good in their loss. Uh, Taylor Heineke is, is looking he's looking pretty good. As as the quarterback there in Washington, uh, and, and for that, I think um, Washington is going to win this game. Uh, 
there's a again, man, this is one of those games where I can legitimately flip a coin and it's not gonna bother me either way. I mean, the Falcons can show signs. I mean, Matt Matt Ryan can play quarterback when he wants to play quarterback. Um, but I think for me it comes down to the defense. I think the defense is I think the defense for Washington is better than the defense for for Atlanta. Yes. Um although I do think that the Falcons have the better quarterback as far as experience and, you know, pedigree and things of that nature. Um, I, I honestly think it's going to come down to who, which defense is going to show up to play. Um, and I think Washington's defense is better equipped. Now it's in Atlanta, so there might be a bit of a home field advantage here, but I, I'm also going to pull for Washington to win this game as well. Okay. Uh, Roger is also going with Washington on this one. There you go. Uh, next up, we got the, the Houston Texans uh, versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the homer in me wants to say the Texans are going to pull this one out. Uh, but the realist in me says that Buffalo is going to walk all over Houston. It's uh, it's in Buffalo, uh, so they're going to have home field advantage as well. Uh, they're still going to be starting... Uh, Davis Mills since Tyrod Taylor is on um, injured reserve right now. I, yeah, is on IR. So uh, I, I just think Buffalo Buffalo gets this one. Buffalo is still pissed about the Steelers game. They're they're taking it out on everybody, and Houston ain't going to be no exception, dude. Yeah, Buffalo is going to go in there. Josh Allen once again is going to come out, dude. It wouldn't surprise me if Josh Allen has four more touchdowns in this game. That's why that's because he's on a he's on a I think he's on a war path. I think he wants to I think he wants to uh you know get the Bills in a position to win, you know, Super Bowl this year. Obviously that's the goal for every team, but Josh Allen wants it bad, I believe. And I think that he could I mean, I he's still my pick for MVP as of right now. I still think that he could win the MVP this year. Um, but yeah, but I'm gonna go with Buffalo to win this game. Yes. Uh, and Roger also has Buffalo set to win this one. Okay, we are three for three so far. We are three for three. Uh, next up, we got the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, with how bad the Bears played last week and how well Detroit played last week, I think Detroit wins this one. Um, I, I think the Bears defense is is still gonna get they're gonna get some sacks, you know, and it's going to look, you know, from a defensive standpoint, it, it's it's gonna look like the Bears are the Bears. Uh, but from an offensive standpoint, I think Detroit currently has the better offense, and I think they're gonna put up uh some numbers it's not going to be a blowout by any means I, I think we'll see it be pretty close but i think detroit wins this one i got detroit winning this one they're picking up their first one of the year and again this is going to be like here here's the way here's my thinking of this the the hit the the brass the ownership of the chicago bears is probably watching this game very very closely and they're probably thinking to themselves matt Nagy, if you can't beat a three and oh team or an 0-3 team, if you cannot beat the Detroit Lions at home, there's the door. Don't let it hit you in the ass on the way out. That's what I'm predicting. If Chicago 
I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I, there, it's a, there's a very high probability if Chicago loses Detroit to Detroit in Chicago, Matt Nagy's got to go. He should yeah. be the moment they lose that game. If they, I think Detroit's going to win. So the moment that the Bears lose that game, Matt Nagy should be fired within the hour. One hundred percent. Like the very like, don't even show up to the press conference. Go to your office and get your shit cleared out. You don't work here no more. You know. One hundred percent. I I one hundred percent agree with that statement. Um, Roger also has Detroit winning this one, so we're we're four for four. Before. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this one makes this one's interesting to me. This one's interesting to me. Um, for the fact that the Panthers are three and zero, Cowboys are two and one right now. Um, I just think that Carolina is clicking on all cylinders. They're they're, they're they're firing on uh they're running a v12 right now and the cowboys are running a v8 uh i got carolina pegged to win this one uh i think it's going to be close this may be the overtime game of the week but uh i uh, i think carolina wins this one i'm gonna do i'm gonna do something i never thought i'm gonna do i never th- I, i'm gonna say it i got the cowboys I think the okay. Cowboys are going to make the. I think the Cowboys are going to upset them. Um, I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Carolina is more than capable of winning this game, but I do think that the Cowboys have the ability to pull out of win. I mean, they beat the Chargers that just beat the Chiefs. So I think if they can just stay focused on what they're doing and try to not take too many unnecessary risk, they can win this game as long as they can contain Sam Darnold, which I think they have a good enough defense to do. Um, and because it's in Jerry World, there is a bit of a home field advantage there. I think that the Cowboys, like what like what you said, this could be game, this this does have the potential to be game of the week, and it's a one o'clock game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas to pull out the uh, the win in this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I think Dallas can pull out the win in this one. I don't think they're going to. Um, but the accident waiting to happen as Stephen A. Smith says, right? Um, Roger has Carolina pegged to win this one as well. Okay, uh, next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Colts just are not looking good at all. They so, would probably still win, though. <laughs> no, I, I, I think how well that the uh how well the Dolphins played against the Raiders is indignative of what that team is going to be uh, for the next little while, especially with Tua being on IR with fractured ribs. It it could be, uh, I mean, we know he's going to be there for three to four weeks. That's, uh, that's just the rule. If you play somebody on RR or IR, it's three to four weeks. Um, but they need to get. We need. They need to. We need to bring in another quarterback, at least as a good solid backup. I don't even know who our backup to to Jacoby Brissett is right now. To be uh, completely honest, give me just a second, and I will tell you. Yeah, look it up for me. Get real that quick. pulled up. Uh, so sitting behind Jacoby Brissett is Reed Sennett. 
Who? Reed Sinnott. Um, okay. He, yeah, he's he's a rookie. Uh, he played uh, college at San Diego. Uh, so he has this San is his Diego first State University. No, just as San Diego. Uh, That's probably they probably mean San Diego State University. Aztec. No, no, the San Diego Toreros. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Yeah, I always so, heard. I've always heard San Diego State. <laughs> right. Uh, so he he is the the backup right now. Um. Yeah, there's, Either way, there's though, literally I mean, zero, uh, zero information on this this kid. He's except for he's six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, twenty four years old. He went to San Diego, and this is his first season of experience. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, yep. I uh, get, yeah. Then, um, but anyway, but yeah, but I do think that. Hopefully, if Miami's defense will get their damn act together and shut down the Colts, which should be an easy job to do, but unfortunately, it's not. Um, but I'll do, I do think that because Indianapolis is such in such disarray right now, Miami could probably exploit those weaknesses, and I think that they'll probably pull out the victory in this one. So I will go with Miami to win this one. Okay. Um, Roger is also going with Miami to win this one. Okay. Uh, so we next, only differ on one so far. So far, we only differ on one. Um, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, but I do not think that the way Minnesota played last week against Seattle is indignative of how good that team is. Right. Uh, meaning I, I think that they're, they're not as good as they looked. Right. Um, Cleveland, however, uh, is just walking all over people. Uh, since they lost to Kansas City with the argument that that could be made that they should have won that game and very well could have won that game uh had some calls gone their way from the refs had you know certain things not happened uh again it's it's a what if scenario uh but i think that the browns are on they're they're on a revenge tour of sorts right. you know uh, and I think they beat the Vikings because of that. Yeah, I, I, th- I definitely think the Browns are going to win this one. I don't think it's going to be a massacre because I do no. think that I do think that Minnesota has the ability to score. Again, this ha- th- this game has the potential to be game of the week because of just the the the, the sheer veracity that both teams play with, especially on defense. Um, but I'm definitely thinking Miles Garrett, man. If Miles Garrett has another game this week like he did last week, bro, <laughs> he's he's also up there in the conversation of defensive player of the year. Uh, Especially with TJ Watt being injured right now, yeah, with that growing injury. Him, uh, him and Chan, uh, him and Chandler Jones both, I think, right. are big candidates to 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 get that mantle this year. But we uh, will certainly see. 
also look at how well Jadavion Clowney is playing. Yes. Remember what I said coming into the season? He has somebody to feed off of. His best years were in Houston when he was opposite JJ Watt. Right. Uh you know, he had somebody to feed off of. They would double team Watt, left him open. Uh, or if they double teamed him, they left Watt open. Now look, he's opposite uh Miles Garrett. And what's happening? He he's, he's, he's looking he's right. Jadavion Clowney is looking like the number one overall pick that he was. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I definitely think that the Browns win this one. Uh, right. Roger also has the Browns winning this one. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the New York Giants versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, I don't care which New Orleans Saints show up; they're going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that, that's a very good point. Yeah, I got the Saints winning too, man. The Saints are, you know, so far so much more better than the Giants are. The Giants are just the Giants are also in, in disrepair right now too. You're you kind of wondering, okay, what are they thinking at this point? You know. Um, so yeah, I say the Giants are probably going to lose this game pretty badly too. I say the good Saints team shows up and they win. Right. Uh, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans. Wait, what, at, what did Roger say? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Roger had New Orleans winning this one. Okay. As well. All right. Um. So next up, we have the the Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. Um. I'm, I'm not even going to try to make a case. Tennessee wins this one. Fuck the Jets. Yeah, Tennessee's got this one. I mean, shit. If you thought, <laughs> dude, they're going to eat Zach Wilson alive in this game, dude. If they don't get help on that offensive line, they they don't they don't stand a chance, dude. Exactly. Yeah, Titans win this one. Yeah, Roger also has the Titans winning this one. Uh, next up, we got Kansas City versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Kansas City wins this one. I don't think they drop three in a row. Um, and if they I drop three in a row, there's going to be a big issue going on. Especially if they drop the third game to the Eagles. The first two games, uh, the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, they're a good team. Uh, the Chargers... They're a good team. The Eagles are not a good team right now. They're a good team uh, when they play against bad other bad teams. They're a good team, but not right. Not against a, a team the caliber of Kansas City. Exactly. So yeah, uh, but I definitely got Kansas City winning this one too. Uh, Roger also has Kansas City winning this one. All right. Uh, now this game, this next game is it has potential to be game of the week. Um. And that's the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yes. Uh, this game, it, it will be on my radar. I I will probably tune into this game, um, and 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 I will probably be watching this one over any of the other. I believe this is also a one o'clock game. Let me make sure. No, this is a, this, this is, is a four, a four or five game, four or five game. Um, so I'll be watching this one over the Seattle San Francisco game, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, Cause this one has potential to be game of the week. 
along, you know, uh, like I said, with that Carolina Dallas game, that one o'clock game, uh, that game is going to be really good. And I think this game is going to be really good. Uh, I think that the Cardinals are going to pull this one out though. Uh, as, as well as the Rams looked, uh, I, I just think that Arizona's offense is more, more dynamic right now than what the, the Rams are used to seeing. But, but, but I can make the case that the Rams defense is better than the Carolina, than, uh, than Arizona's defense. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, that's a hot take. You got, or they're just as good. They're, if, if they're not better, they're, then they're just as good. I would say they're just as good. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they're better, uh, because I mean, you got to think on that Arizona defense. You've got JJ Watt. You got Buda Baker. You've Chandler, got J- Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler Jones. Uh, you've yeah, but got. You look, yeah, but you look at the Rams and they got Aaron Donald. They got Dante Fowler Jr. They got. Uh, um, Jalen Ramsey, like they got, they got key pieces, key players too. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, just on the, the Cardinals, you got, you got JJ Watt, you got Rashad Lewis, you got Zach Allen, Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks, Isaiah Simmons, uh, you know, right. Uh, so I, I think that the, the, the defenses are, they're, they're, they're right there with each other. Um, if I'm looking at these statistics correctly, if I'm, if I'm looking at these statistics correctly, the Cardinals in total offense rank second, the Rams rank 13th defensively. They rank 11th. The Rams rank 20th passing yards, three passing yards, third for the Cardinals, sixth for the Rams. This is the part that's tricky for me. Okay. The care uh, the Arizona Cardinals are 10th in rushing. The Rams are twenty seventh in rushing. That's yeah. where the, uh, the the this is what the breakdown on NFL.com says. Right. Uh, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, um, again, I, like I said, I, this has potential to be game of the week. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams are in a prime time slot. Um, if you're lucky to see, I don't know which game. I think I think CBS has the. Uh, the, the game of the week, and I think it's more likely going to be the Steelers-Packers game that people are going to see, or that or the uh, Ravens-Broncos. Yeah, um, those are both the 425 games, and they're yeah. both on CBS. Yeah, and CBS uh, is the uh, – yeah, and CBS is the uh, – um, Right. The, the main – because Fox and CBS go back and forth through their games of the week. Right. Um, honestly, though, I – God, this is one of those games I can't pick a winner. Like, I, I legit – I tell you one more You have to. I'm gonna pick a winner, but I'm gonna I can't pick one just straight out. I gotta okay. Heads, I'm going with Arizona. Tails, I'm going with the Rams. Okay, here we go. I'm going with Arizona. Okay. Uh Rogers also going with Arizona on this. Kyler Murray, do not fuck me. <laughs> I will say this as a caveat though. If the Rams win this game, I'm not going to be surprised. But I'm going with Car- I'm going with Arizona. Why do I keep wanting to say Carolina? I'm going Carolina. with Arizona, um, just because that's what the coin said. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Either yeah. way, it's going to be a good game. I won't be. I'll be upset because Kyler Murray burned me again. 
yeah. and you'll probably hear me next week if the Cardinals lose, I'll fuck Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I won't be shocked if the Rams win. We'll put it that way. Right. All right. Uh, next game up is the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Another AFC West matchup. Yes. This one was a little harder for me. Um, I, I think Seattle is going to win this one. I think they're going to to revert their losing streak and uh, get, get a big win here against uh, a division rival. In San Francisco. I got the 49ers. I think the, I think the losing streak is going to continue. I okay. think that something's going to happen in this game to where it's like, you're really going to start to question what's going on in Seattle. You're going to look at Pete Carroll. You're going to look at why that defense hasn't played the way it's supposed to play. I still believe that the 49ers this year are better than the 49ers of last year. Uh, and it's because of the injuries and things of that nature. Because um, the year prior to that, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they were killing everybody. Right. Um, that being said, though, I think San Francisco, as of right now, looks like the overall better team, and I think that I think that they'll sustain that. And if Seattle loses this game, they're going to have to really make some hard decisions as to where they want to take the future of the franchise. In my opinion. I definitely uh, now, think so. Now, now, granted, they'll be one in three, and not to say that teams can't come back from a one in three deficit. But what I am saying is, for this game particularly, I got the 49ers winning. Okay. Uh, Roger has the Seahawks set to win this one. Okay. So I've so I'm so I've disagreed on two games. Correct. Okay. Um. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, I got a feeling Rogers is going to be a homer for this one. Uh, well, um, I'll go ahead and give you Rogers' pick. Go ahead, Roger, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Roger did have does have Denver winning this one. Okay. Uh, I, however, do not. Okay. I have the Ravens winning this one. Um, I mean, you look they they beat the Lions. Um, it was a little close, but they did beat them. They beat the Chiefs. It was close, but they beat them. Um, they're sitting at what, one and two right now. Or they're, two they, and, they're two and one. Two, two, and one. Two, two, and, two and one right now. Uh, and, and I think it only looks up from here for them. Uh, I think they beat Denver. I, I don't know, man. There's just something about Denver right now. Like Teddy Bridgewater has turned that team into a damn good dynamic team. That defense, man. Now that they got their players back and they're, they're you know, they're, they're legit to me. Now that defense is legit to me again. Um, and Cortland Sutton's still a great wide receiver who can do good. Melvin Gordon's actually doing well now as far as a running back goes. He's not, you know, pussyfooting around in the backfield anymore. Right. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be really close. But I'm going to go with Denver to win this one. Okay. So I have disagreed on one. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think the game's going to be close, and, and I think it's going to come down to just like uh, the, the last couple of games, uh, I think Baltimore wins on a field goal. Okay. So I, I think they're going to rely on, on that, that tremendous thick leg of Justin Tucker. Right. 
Coming so. out for an 87-yard uh, field goal. What the fuck are you doing, Justin? <laughs> Leave me alone. I can do Making it. it. <laughs> All right. Um, you say so. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, with how bad the Steelers have looked, uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay on this one. Yeah, Green, I got to go with Green Bay. Green Bay seems to be clicking on all cylinders again. Uh, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is wanting to play. You know, he's... I'll, maybe, maybe it was one of that case where he just said, fuck the first game, just to be like, see, this is what happens when I don't give a shit. Now, right. when I actually try, look how we win, exactly. you know, but you were supposed to beat Detroit. You know what I mean? They expected you to beat Detroit. You didn't accomplish anything. Then you actually went out there and you beat a good San Francisco team. So, right. You know, we'll see what happens, you know, there. Um, but yeah, I, the Steelers franchise right now is not a good team. Um, their defense has not gotten any better. Um, I do think the Packers are going to pull off this win. I do think the Packers are going to win this game. All right. Uh, Roger also has Green Bay pegged to win this one. Okay, uh, next up, we've got the Tampa Bay Bucks traveling all the way back to Gillette Stadium. And In the main face, event! <laughs> yes. Uh, and they're going to face the... New England Patriots, Tom Brady's former team. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first time back in New England since leaving. Yes. Uh, and I think he's coming home to his stadium and proving why that's his stadium. And the Bucks are going to mollywop the shit out of the Patriots. The, the, this is going to be a Sunday night uh the, uh the 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 I can't even think of a good analogy for it right it's, it's just gonna, gonna be the Sunday night massacre it's a fuckery it's just fuckery the fuckery in Foxborough that's what I'm gonna call it uh <laughs> just, I don't know the Bucks are gonna win this one man it's, it's not even like like I get that everyone wants to like but see here's the thing they're making the, the it's the media and the sports pe- people they they make it about Brady versus Belichick, but at the end of the day, I mean, Brady is not playing against Bill Belichick, although he's playing against the defense that he's created. And let's face it, I mean, Matt Jones is going up against that defense, which is a good defense, you know. Exactly. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, Brady's going to come. They're going to make it about Brady, so fuck it. Let it be about Brady. You know what? The, the Bucks are going to win regardless of whether or not you make it about Brady or not. So, yeah, the Bucks are going to win this game. Hey, also, Gronkowski is also coming back to uh, the uh, Gillette Stadium also. So uh, I think let know. me double check. I think that Gronkowski may not play this game. Let me check the injury let's, report here. Let's check out the injury report. Because I mean, could you imagine uh, like, oh, uh, Tom Brady hits Rob Gronkowski for a thirty-seven yard touchdown. Yay, go Patriots! That was for the Buccaneers. Son of a okay. bitch! I forgot they don't play for us anymore. Okay. Um. Gronkowski is questionable. He's having some rib issues. So I say he plays. Yeah. Um, Take a Z pack. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JPP is doubtful. Right. Uh, it, Coach Arian said Monday that he doesn't for, foresee JPP playing Sunday in New England. Right. Uh, he's having a shoulder issue. However, um, Antonio Brown, um, 
he's expected to rejoin the Bucks on Thursday uh, to uh, coming off of the, the COVID list. Right. Um, yeah. But but so, yeah, but we I think we all got the Buccaneers in this one, right? Yeah, Roger has the Bucks in this one as well. All right. So uh, here we and go. For our, our Monday night main event, the last game of the week, we got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh this is also one of those games so uh that I think could be game of the week. I, I my three picks are um, the Panthers-Cowboys, the Cardinals-Rams, and this Raiders-Chargers game. But I think Las Vegas is going to win this one. I know the Chargers just beat the uh, beat the Chiefs. Um, but I, I just think... I, I think the Raiders have got this one. They, they, they look like the better team. Yeah, um, you got you see again, man. This this legitimately, again, is one of those games I can flip a coin because I honestly, I can pick. Oh, I can Oakland. Wow, I can pick the Raiders to win, but if the Chargers win, I'm not going to be upset. If I pick the Chargers to win and the Raiders win, it ain't going to be because this is legit one of those games right. I'm going to watch as a fan and be like, this is a great game, you know. Uh, which I think both teams have. Both teams are trying. They're 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 fighting for that number one spot in the uh, in the AFC West. We talk about it all the time, but I mean, my God, you got the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the uh, Chiefs. If you'd have told me by the time we got to Week Four that the Chiefs would be in last place in this division, I would have said, "What what kind of what kind of drugs are you on?" Because there's no way that's possible. And right. here we are at Week Four. Um, you know what? Like, could there be a possibility of a stranglehold? Could uh, Vegas put a stranglehold on this division? They possibly could, but I don't know. Something tells something tells me there's going to be a little bit more drama, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a dynamic in that division. Because um, the Broncos would, be, if the Broncos uh, beat the Ravens, like I'm thinking they would, that makes them four and zero. If the Raiders win, that makes them 4-0, which means they're going to have to battle each other at some point for supremacy at the top. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Raiders to win this one. I think I'm going I think okay. I think they're going to go 4-0. I think I think it's going to be uh pretty interesting. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders to win this one. All right, and Roger also has the Raiders to win this one. Raiders. All right. So we all agree. We agree on all of them except for you think the Ravens are going to beat the Broncos. Right. You think the 49ers are going to beat the Seahawks, Seahawks as well as you think that Dallas is going to beat Carolina. Yeah. I think Dallas beating Carolina would. I don't know if you would call it an upset, but I do think. No, I mean, to me, that's not. I, I don't upset. think it's an upset, no. but like an, up, an, up, an upset would be the Jets beating the Titans or the. Or uh, the damn uh, Giants beating the Saints, like that, or, or you know, or the Patriots beating the Bucks. That, that, that would, those are upsets. That would be that would be magical Disney. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So that being said, though, um, 
but like what we said, um, so you said that the three ga- the, the games of the week to look out for, what games you think are going to be games of the week? I think uh, the Panthers Cowboys game. Yep, that's me. That's mine. Panthers Cowboys. The, the Cardinals Rams game. Yes, and then the Monday Nighter, the Raiders Chargers game. Right. Um, I'll give you the headphones here in just a second. I'm about to, we're about to wrap up. I, I I don't think they work. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um, that being said, though, so yeah, um, looking forward to yeah, I'm looking forward to all the games. I'm gonna throw another game out there that I think might be good. I think. I do think that the Seahawks 49ers game is probably going to be good as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll definitely see what happens there. I do think the 49ers are going to pull out the uh, the win on that one. That being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? We hope you enjoy this uh, talking about football. And um, like what we say, if you guys agree, disagree, if you have your own picks, you know, leave a comment, leave a like, you know. And uh, let us know what you think. Um, if you disagree with us, let us know. We'll try to talk about it on the air. Uh, anything you want to say before we bounce out here tonight, Chip? Um, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Absolutely. And also check out um, uh, uh, Sean Thompson, uh, Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. He's got a cool deal that you guys uh, want to talk about. Go to the website. All the information is there on uh uh, his Facebook page at Thompson Personal Training. Uh, check out Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Check out Sean and Andrew over at the Warrior Workout Network. Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Our good buddy Ivan Montanez and his Twitch channel. Go check out his content. And we say it every week, but we really sincerely mean it. Thank you guys so much. We love you guys. God bless you all. And hopefully you guys, uh, we wish you nothing but the best in the teams that you root for this week. And uh, hopefully the Dolphins won't lay an egg against the Colts. So we'll hopefully wish for that not to happen right that being said though uh let's go ahead and move on um after this again y'all will see you guys next week on another edition of are you ready for some football chip let's hit him with the outro please do not leave without leaving a like comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform follow us on all of our social media facebook twitter instagram and tiktok check out the youtube channel subscribe click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us i am chip hazard i'm talon williams And he would be Roger Sierra. Yes. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.